what is up, kangaroo chasers on this pod. We learn a little bit about Rugby League India with Big T's first interview for 2021. He's got Harry Singh, our CEO of the Indian Rugby League Federation, on the line, and I can't wait to hear this one. I'm Michael Carboni. This is episode 98 of the Chasing Kangaroos podcast. Mr. Big Tigrove, welcome back, buddy. <laughs> what a great start. Uh, how are you, sir? Yeah, good, mate. I, I thought you were going to call me Uncle Carbs or something after... Uh, uh, that, after... That's coming. You just <laughs> slip it in naturally. You don't want to just blurt it out of the beginning. We'll slip it in eventually, huh? It's, uh, mate, I've been, I've, I've been good. What's happening? How's, your, how's everything on your side of uh, the world, Sydney? Uh, I'm very good. <laughs> I'm going to do my quick shout-out to... Um, the Toronto Wolfpack, uh, respect, lest we forget. And uh, I've been just, chur- you know, churning out a whole bunch of sweat in this incredible heat um, because Sydney's loving, loving, finally turning into summer. I've been getting very excited about uh, our pre-season. Yeah. Um, just the NRL starting to warm up as well. I've been reading a lot of old big league magazines for the uh, for another podcast I'm part of. And so I've heard a few of those. For me. Yeah, heard a few of those. Fantastic work, mate, as always. <laughs> and so um, just those kind of things, mate. I'd stumbled across in the pile of big leagues, one from 1989 that has um, King Wally in the front after they won a Panasonic Cup, the Broncos won a Panasonic Cup, and the insert poster in it is a 1989 Bowman Tigers signed. I mean, it's not actually personally signed. Yeah. But like printed signed. Yeah. I just can't believe it. Soon to be, uh, you know, almost run, well, runners up, one of the greatest rugby league teams ever assembled. And just finding that little, that little piece of gold in there has made my day so far. Did you rip it out and uh, hang it on the wall in Littlest Room? I very or gently, yeah. I very gently pulled it out of a, uh, uh, out of the staple, and I have a big surprise coming for you probably Wednesday. For me. That I'll share with you on the socials. <laughs> well, you and every other um, Daily Messenger fearing rugby league fan. Um, Lovely. Yeah, you're going to love, you're going to love my little, my little project. One of those, you know, you know, I've always got, you're always bubbling, always side projecting. We're always up to something carbonara. That's why we are, or Uncle Carbs. That's why we're always up to, <laughs> we're always doing something, mate. It's always happening, mate. Wednesday. Looking forward to that. Well, that'll be today. If you're listening, as soon as this drops, that'll be today. Uh, Big yeah. T and I obviously recording. We're recording on Australia Day Eve. Uh, very hot. Sydney has turned it on. And uh, it's been very nice. Yeah, rugby league, you can smell it in the air, mate. You can smell it in the air. And I mentioned it online on our socials as well. I mentioned it on Twitter. I may have mentioned it on Facebook and Instagram. Uh, get us at Chasing Ruse uh, if you're not following already. But um, mention that you can tell footies in the air when you get those first few articles about um, NRL expansion come out. 
So we've had a few mm. of those. So it's been interesting and it happens every year, right? And I'm just hoping that one year we get we get more than just a few articles saying, yeah, we're thinking about it. But uh, yeah, you know footy's coming back. So it's 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 been a short off season, hey? I've wore my Brisbane Bombers hat a lot over this summer. I've just yeah. been thinking. Yeah. Maybe that's why. That maybe it's maybe it's ha- it's really happening now because of that. You put you've put all that good en- energy out that's into right. the world, and team number seventeen is on its way. And that's why the Toronto Wolfpack has still got a breath of life because I wear that t-shirt all the time as well. So, can you wear some some Dragons jerseys? I'd like uh, I'd like at least semi-finals this year. You know, that'll be good. Uncle Carlos, can I tell you something very interesting <laughs> that happened to me the other night? I you can. um. <laughs> I was having a lot of trouble sleeping. Yeah. And so, what, like most um, good NRL fans, I just went onto NRL.com and, and went through their insane library of, of video. Yeah. And just watched, they have um, extended highlights of every grand final since 1970. So, they have 15 minutes of every grand final yeah. since 1970. And so, I just spent a good chunk of time in there. And I had completely forgot how... Many times you guys should have won the grand final in the night. Oh, don't even start me. Don't even start. I was because there's uh, yeah. a guy whose name I don't. I never knew until I watched it. And of course, I'm not going to remember it now. In '92, it's he's a he's a second he's a lock or a second row, and he has an absolute screamer of a ga- game. It's like his name's like Gabonetto or Belshenko or what Gol- for the Gol- dragons? Gol- yeah, for the dragons. Gol Golgana Golgar. Oh, I can't remember. Anyway, I think he plays lock. He was unreal in that game. He was well, everywhere. I don't know who you're talking about. I need to brush oh, up. It's I'm just because I'm giving you no no real good clues. I'm so sorry. My clues are terrible. But the um, yeah. Anyway, someone's listening right now, going, "Oh my god, Ted's bloody, you know, Patrick Swayze." <laughs> These guys are supposed but, um, to be rugby league uh, podcast hosts. They don't even know who. I don't know who were, like go, go, who were the back, back rowers back then were like Scott Goulet, Brad Mackay, Goulet, Goulet, Goulet. Goulet. Oh, there you go. I know who it is. Scott Goulet. He was unreal in that game. <laughs> Scott Goulet was was fantastic. He was right up there. I think he had a few kangaroos caps. I think he played rugby union as well. May have may have played for the Wallabies, but he was great. I um yeah, I remember meeting him as a kid with a few of the other players. It was one of the best days of my life up until that point. You know. Which, you know. Oh, he had a great game. They got yeah. nothing against him in 92. Yeah. 93 was a bit quieter, but that's only because I just watched how great he was in 92. But, um, yeah, I just had – I knew about 99, but I just forgot those two Brisbane ones. and um, I think 96 as well. And, yeah, 96. We um, so, Yeah, man, we just had a lot of – yeah, I think in my lifetime we lost five before I won one. So yeah. before we won one, I should say, not me. I didn't do anything. I just watched. Yeah. But um, yeah, man, don't even no, no, don't no, even start. <laughs> it's definitely an I, mate. Um, fantastic, fantastic stuff. Um, you had a great chat with Harry Singh from India Rugby League Federation. Um, I I, I had to listen to the raw audio, and um, man, it was pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> what do you expect? I mean, poor Harry, the bloke, you're going to hear the, the stuff. He was struggling with some me and some uh, technical issues. Yeah. So, but uh, he's a big NRL fan as well, yeah. Uncle. He had a great, um, he had a great love just for NRL in general. He, 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 end up, he ends up telling us that he's a South fan, but you can tell that he just, he just chose that because he's supposed to pick a team. So yeah. he, he's one of those people you can generally hear how much he's loving rugby league and He's found it recently, so he's all about the NRL, and um, you know he, he doesn't have any hang-ups on Union or New South Wales Rugby League or Super League. He's just fresh and loving it, and um, and yeah, he just he's doing everything he possibly can to make it happen in one of the biggest, most populated planets on 
most populated countries on the planet. Well, that's the thing I kept thinking about. Like, we always talk about North America, if we can get just a small percentage of the population playing and watching, it would be great. India's there too, and it's early days, and I've got to say, good on you, man, because this is probably, to my knowledge, one of the first uh, podcasts that would be talking about Indian rugby league, so well done to you, mate. And, uh, yeah, I, c- I can't wait to uh, to listen to it again in edited, all of its edited glory, thanks to the main man, Paul Murchison. <laughs> yeah, Mr. Magic himself. Definitely <laughs> going to need that. When I finished that episode, I definitely uh, I thanked him on record, and then I spent the weekend with Murcho um, with, for, through family commitments and, again, thanked him in person about how challenging it was, how fun, how great the conversation was, and I hope he enjoyed it, but also it was going to be a real professional challenge for him to... Um, He's going to need an absolute Goulet performance to get this done. Oh, so, uh, Mercho Goulet. I'm also looking forward to hearing how he went. Yeah, he'll kill. Mercho Goulet. He'll, he's got it under wraps, don't worry. Mercho Goulet. He's, he's God, the, that sticks. <laughs> Uncle Carbs, Mercho Goulet and the biggest tiger. Yeah. Um, mate, uh, obviously, like, still the off-season for the NRL. Super League's off-season. Not a lot happening in the world of rugby league. Uh, unless you're following French Elite 1, there's plenty going on. Carcassonne killing it, coming first. I, w- I won't, won't say killing it, but they're right up there. Uh, but yeah, good stuff happening over there. But mate, any golden points this week before we uh before we have a chat to Harry Singh from India Rugby League? Yeah. So I'm going to go to Fiji Cubs because they are expanding to a record 32 clubs in 2021, according to Asia Pacific Rugby League. And I quote, Fiji's premier domestic competition, the Vodafone Cup, is set to expand in 2021 with the Fiji National Rugby League, inviting clubs from around the Pacific nations to apply. After a record 24 teams took part in the 2020 season, the FNRL has confirmed that up to eight new teams will be invited to take part this year with uh, with registrations open up until, well, today, January 25th, today of recording. Yeah, well. The proposed competition format will see teams split into two conferences of 16 based in Nadi and and Suva, respectively. All teams within the respective conferences uh, would play each other before the respective conference would play each other in the finals, unquote. Now, that sounds like an absolute bell ringer of a competition. That's insane, man. Because when you think about it, right, Fiji, it's like... two NRLs. Well, population, one million people. And they've got 32 senior sides in their top competition. Like, that's just <laughs> insane. It's crazy. Yeah. And um, the best thing about that, of course, is that the very best players uh, sort of get picked up by Cavite Silktails. We say it all the time, but mm. they've got a great pool of talent to draw from, and those pathways are going to open up. And uh, which leads me to my golden point, mate, my first golden point, but uh, those African pathways are, are opening up as well. So, did you like my little segue? Um, That's so good. <laughs> so, this is again, this is from International Rugby League, this this story. But the um, NRL accredited player agent, Michael Redpath, uh, uh, he represents a number of young players from emerging, uh, emerging players in the Southern Hemisphere. Well, he's linked up with the Cameroon Rugby League Association, uh, hoping... To, to open up those pathways for some of the best African talent. And I think it's just the beginning because we're going to see, obviously there's a good link with Cameroon here, but once we, once we sort of, once the NRL discovers Ghana, uh, Morocco, um, Nigeria, like all of these places, there's just going to be so much talent that uh, we're going to be able to pick up and hopefully see some young men and women in the NRL and NRLW from Africa as well. So really loving that one. Do you know much about that guy? I don't, to be honest with you. I haven't. I, I. I don't. He's um, founder and director of Strive Player Agency, but um, yeah, not someone that I know a lot about. So I know him weirdly through Twitter. Yeah, my entire life is through Twitter, of course. Um, 
And also, I think I had a, a chance meeting with him once. So he and I liked, you know, are fans of a, another rugby league podcast called This Week in League. It's, oh, yeah. It's, it's great. It's, it's a very explicit, very different to this one, but yeah. it's, it's a good one nonetheless. And they, um, they have a bit of a cult following. And so, uh, I was wearing one of their sing, uh, one of their scarves leaving a game once. And he sidled up to him and went, this week in league, oh, my God. Oh, well. Um, nice to meet you, you know, and just, you know, <laughs> became instant friends. Yeah. Um, I think, and so then I was chatting to him for a while, and then we got to Central Station, we split our ways. Then a thousand years later, he ends up being on a on an episode of This Week in League where they interviewed him because he had just started a player, player agency. And so there's an episode um, from them where they interview him, asking yeah. him all about it. And, um, yeah, it's just really interesting that, that he's doing such a great job that he's now ended up on, he's the only... Um, NRL player agent or rugby league player agent that I've ever heard on two different podcasts where they're talking about him positively. Usually it's the, yeah, it's the other way around. Agents. Yeah. But this guy seems to be doing an excellent job of, and it's because he seems to be doing a very good job of, instead of just trying to make a huche amount of cash um, by signing Roger Tuovashashek or, or whoever, he's, he's thinking about how can I make rugby league players and, and the industry better by trying to help people rather than um, just make cash money. So Yeah, he's thinking outside the square. Um, and, mate, on behalf of all the kangaroo chasers, I think we've got to give you some homework to get him on the show. Yeah, I think... To talk I all about should. it. I think, yeah, I think... Well, I listened to that episode then and went, wow, this is great. I, I'm so glad I'm hearing this. And if I knew this guy was around, I would definitely would have grabbed him as well. But by the end of that interview, I did feel like there's a few questions that I could have asked that were more in line with, with what this show's about. And so yeah. I definitely should try and find Michael and... Um, and find out what he, you know, what his plans are as well, and what he, what his vision is for progressing or rugby league expanding. So th- that's exciting. See if we can do anything to help as well. We can point him in the right direction with a few people. And also, yeah, there's that. And also, he can tell us, like, which is our, our one of our major focuses at the moment is let's let's tell people how to start things. So yeah. this guy will also be able to tell us because he's new. What did you do to get here, and, and what yes. do if they're trying to do this at home? So yeah, love it, man. Right, okay. Love when it. I get off the phone, I'm going to message him. Do it, do it. Uh, any other golden points, mate? Uh, no, I never have as many as you, so I'm assuming <laughs> you have at least one more. I've got a couple more. Um, I do want to shout out to Remy Casti, uh, who, not look, if we talked about player movements um, and signings and things like that, that would be a whole other show that would take hours long. So we don't talk about all of them, but Remy Casti, has been on the show before. He's a kangaroo chaser, uh, obviously French international played for the Roosters, he's played for Catalan and uh, did not get re-signed for next season for Catalan, unfortunately. Uh, but he has signed a contract with Toulouse this week, so really happy to see him at Toulouse Olympique, keeping, uh, waving that French flag, continuing to do so, and he'll be joining another kangaroo chaser in Andrew Dixon, who's been on the show as well mm. before at Toulouse. So just in case you needed more of a reason to cheer on Toulouse, the French, and a lot of our listeners would, Toulouse would be there, the club that they want to be... Uh, to be making it to Super League next year. So uh, we're all cheering on Toulouse, and we've got extra reason to do so, mate. Yeah, we don't want them to lose. To lose. That's one of our favourite puns on this show. <laughs> dad jokes. That's another, you da- dad jokes yeah. is another podcast again. We'll just do it. <laughs> that could be another hour of fun. Mate, um, I do want to also mention um, Espana Rugby League, Spain Rugby League. So we, um, we of course, spoke to Dean Buchan uh, last year during the pandemic, and he was telling us about some of their plans for Spanish Rugby League both internationally and domestically. And because of COVID, obviously, you know, he was, you know, and we, we did speak to him during lockdowns. Um, so he was, we, we knew that a lot of the stuff that they were planning was on hold and couldn't happen last year, but they're pretty much ready to go for 2021. So pretty much wow. that domestic competition 
that they were talking about last year, ready to go this year. They're looking at like a March-April start. Really depends on on how things sort of go over there. But six clubs announced, and you may have seen this online over the last week or so, mate. But uh, there's obviously Valencia Hurricanes, uh, which is Dean's club. Uh, you've got uh, my favourite club already, Barcelona Dragons. So really looking forward mm. to seeing them run out. Uh, you're going to need to pick a club too, Big T. So there's yeah, Valencia, Barcelona, Alicante Cruzados, which is the Crusaders, uh, the Malaga uh, Bandaleros, <laughs> which is Bandits, I think, uh, the Madrid Bears, and the Mallorca Goblins. I think. Uh, I think the last Goblins. One, yeah, I think the last one sounds like a Big T kind of side. Write it down on your list. Where's the list? <laughs> Mallorca Goblins. Of crazy team names. <laughs> How good is it? Eh? It is good to see a unique name like the go- Goblins. That one stands out to me as well. But I can't, look, I can't go past the Dragons. But yeah, Mallorca Goblins sounds awesome. Oh, I love that so much. The Goblins. Finally. I didn't realize how much I wanted a Goblins <laughs> in rugby league. And here we are. You're going to have to add them to say, so like, you have to be like, Tigers and goblins, like there'll be a little display. No, 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 no. Whoa, whoa, whoa. no, whoa, 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 that's, no. In, that's embedded in my soul. I can't. Um... <laughs> so, speaking of that, this is not that interesting to anyone else other than me and maybe you. Yeah, uh, sitting around a dinner table. Anyone who's a, who's a rugby league family is going to like this story. Sitting around the uh, family table last night with my in my brother and sister in law and their kids and the most beautiful tiger and littlest, and um, just just to encourage the littlest to talk to people at, at the dinner table i started asking everyone what their favorite color was and then and then telling little stars so this one it's um he said it blue and what about you big zero d um anyway that i we got to me and i said what do you think my favorite color is and little said orange yes a goddamn legend without any prompting totally brainwashed i love it so brainwashed <laughs> so impressed i'm so impressed this two-year-old is like when he, really picking up on a lot of social cues. When he's five and he goes to school and he finds, like, meets other kids that, like, support other teams, he's going to be like, what do you mean? Doesn't everyone support the West Tigers? Like, what's going nah, on? Man. <laughs> no, 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 no. He spends his life in so much rugby league yeah. that he knows, like, most teams. I love he could, it. He, could, uh, he can say out loud. He doesn't read, but he can identify from um, pictures what they are in terms of, like, I could point at a Gold Coast Titan and he'd say the Titans. Yeah. I could point at, like... Specific things that you would be like, how does it? Kids would know what a knight is, okay. But when you point out the specific Newcastle one, like, yeah, would they go, oh yeah, that's a knight. My yeah. old mate says that's a knight because there's so much stupid NRL stuff around his life. Yeah, the poor bloke is brainwashed into all sixteen teams. There is no need for a paternity test. He is your son. And there is no doubt <laughs> yeah. about it. Yeah, the poor bastard, <laughs> mate. I got the fact that he can't read and he has to use the pictures <laughs> as another kid. <laughs> mate, I got one final. Uh, it's not really a golden point, but Are it you is for real. What? Yeah, well, yeah. You've got so many this week. How? How? I don't know. I just pulled out a few, but you know, there's always there's always plenty. There's obviously plenty more that I've missed out on. Plenty going on, but uh, reach out out to us if you want to share some news with us at Chasing Roos Pod uh, or at the Biggest Tiger on Twitter because uh, he'd love to hear. Help me out. He, he needs some, he needs all the help he can get. But um, last yeah. little point for me. It's not a golden point, really. It's just more of a uh, more of a little shout out or a little yeah, a little mention. But we've been talking a lot about uh, some news that is coming up that I want to share with everyone. And uh, this is the first little piece of news, I guess. Um, so, yeah, chasing kangaroos, sort of expanding into a uh, little side rugby league business, I suppose, mm-hmm. which is really exciting. Uh, you guys will all be aware of uh, Mascord Brown. So one half of Mascord Brown's was Phil Brown. Um, he and Steve Mascord. Uh, kangaroo who, chaser. Well, they were, yeah, both kangaroo chasers. They've both been on the show. Mascord Brown's has supported the show for a long time. 
but late last year, uh, Phil and Steve announced that they would be parting ways. Uh, Steve being in the UK and Phil back in Australia made things, I guess, a little bit difficult for them to keep it going. Uh, so Mascord Browns is no more as of uh, February, March uh, this year, which is coming up very soon. And uh, Phil has approached me about uh, starting something up in that vein. So we can't say what it's going to be called yet, uh, but look out on our socials because there will be an announcement in the next few days. And, um, yeah, really excited, man, to to sort of be, yeah, taking on a new little sort of venture um, and helping hashtag Grow Rugby League through it. And you're going to be rich. I don't, the recording I just, studio I, you're going to be in will be Mercedes soon. I don't think. I don't think. Uh, I don't think there'll be a lot of money to be made. But uh, it's definitely two passionate international rugby league guys uh, helping hashtag grow the sport. If we can make a dollar, that'll be awesome. But yeah, we'll see how we go. That is very exciting. Congratulations, Kamenara. Thanks, mate. Thanks, mate. And uh, I think that's all I've got. Unless you have any other news you want to share as well. Well. No, just um, I can't wait to maybe. I mean, do I still get ten percent off if I if I type twenty twenty vision into the thing when you're the when you're the new boss of whatever it's going to be called? Or we'll is it going to be some kind of we'll, discount for for friends? Or we'll work we'll work something out for the biggest tiger. Don't oh, worry. We we might we might need a model for our our new website. Yes, because I've wore I've really <laughs> worn the hell out of that. Uh, oh, so here's golden point to a random pub in Piermont <laughs> because I walked into the. <laughs> I, I slipped one in. Go for it. I was just thinking about that T-shirt, and uh, and I walked into a, a Piermont um, hotel and into a pub in the middle of the day, and because <laughs> I probably shouldn't have added that bit, and the uh, uh, really late at night, at a normal time, someone would be drinking, and um, was wearing a West Tigers hat and a, and a my Wolfpack T-shirt, and the bartender, who looked all of 24, said, really like your hat. Actually, I really like your shirt too. And so, of course, I said, thanks for the hat compliment. And so I talking about the Wolfpack. And the bloke knew everything about it. Every time I threw out a little factoid, thinking that I was going to be super smart because I was part of this podcast, the bloke must be a listener because he was just all over it. Knew exactly what I was talking about. I had some extra info. Loved it. I loved it. My Wolfpack t-shirt in the middle of Sydney, you know, in not in not in Rugby League Heartland, but in, you know, that kind of fancy pants part where you're probably going to move after your next adventure um, explodes. <laughs> yeah, okay. Um, they had someone there. They had someone there who knew all about the Wolfpack and, and its demise. So. You know what I love? So exciting rugby you, league. You know what I love? I hope this guy's listening, right? And if he is, he doesn't <laughs> realise that he met the biggest tiger because you're obviously like you're, a, you're. Everything's very secret. No one knows your real name. No one knows what you look like. Yeah, yeah. He's met you, spoken to you. Yeah. Didn't realise who he was speaking to, unless he recognised the voice. Maybe he did. Do you put on a different voice? When you're in public, just so people don't I recognize try and you. Sound even sexier in real life. Just, hello, I'll have a uh, oh. Corona, please. Oh. <laughs> I thought it was hot and sweaty already, but mate, well, shout out to that guy, and uh, he may have met the biggest tiger. Actually, while we're shouting out, I did promise as well. Um, Rugby League Europe magazine is out there. I promise they might give them a shout out as well. So, new online digital magazine. Give them a follow on the socials as well. As well. Rugby League Europe magazine. They've got like a cool flip digital magazine. Issue one came out recently. Uh, lots of yeah. stories about our friends yet, yeah, like Flintshire Falcons and the guys at uh, Rotterdam Pimp Bulls and Italia Rugby League, and there's a lot of good stuff in there. So uh, if you haven't read it, then um, some good stories from some of the developing nations and clubs in Europe. So good stuff. And and Cubs, tell me if I already talked about this. But do, do we already give a shout-out to that um, other digital publication that you and I are both featured on? Oh, no, no, give, please give them a shout-out too. Yeah, I don't think great. we have, yeah. 
Thanks, Uncle. So the Rugby League Project, <laughs> they, um, they're an incredible website. And, and if you're not a patron of theirs, but you are a rugby league fan, you know, consider your life choices because this, these people house all stats for all rugby league games, um, international all the way down, um, to club games for England all over Europe. So it's an incredible project, incredible thing to do and for free and they do it voluntarily. So they've this year done a annual review where they just reviewed everything that happened in 2020 and they had a whole bunch of different people from the rugby league landscape. Right in a whole bunch of amateur um, legends like um, Uncle Carboni and and <laughs> Biggest Tigrove, yep. and so it was. It's fantastic. It's like twenty pages or something huge. It's ridiculous, and it's free. It's a PDF magazine, um, and so you just need to go to their website or, or, or Chasing Kangaroos or mine. You'll find it somewhere. We've retweeted it. Um, such a great idea, such a great project, and it was really interesting. All of the stuff that was in there was really fascinating. Yeah, it was really cool. I liked flicking through it and. Uh Surprised to see some of the others that wrote in there as well. Uh, some really good articles. Um, and yeah. yeah, so check that out if you haven't already. And great work, Andrew RLP. Uh, well yes. done, mate. Well done. Well, th- that's all the shout outs for, for tonight. I think, look, this intro has probably gone longer than the interview will have gone. So, mate, it's always great chatting at rugby league with your biggest tiger. But uh, let's, uh, let's go to your chat with Harry Singh from India Rugby League. Sitting patiently on the phone with me today is Harry Singh. He is the general manager of all things rugby league in India. Harry is a fantastically motivated man. He is exceptionally passionate about the short love that he has with rugby league. Welcome to Chasing Kangaroos. Hello. Hi. How did you get into rugby league? Hi. uh, I got into rugby league very recently. It's not uh, something which is... Uh, which I've been knowing. I've been knowing rugby league existence, mm. uh, but never came across uh, in India. Uh, I I've been chatting to my boss Paul, who knew the game because uh, where he grew up in north of England, uh, rugby league was played very much, mm. and uh, he had told me about this game. I started looking around it. And uh, I came across NRL and I've been following NRL from past few years. And, uh, you know, you know, it's good, good fun to see the sport. It's, it's very interesting. It's a very easier sort of game, which I came across, uh, playing, I've been playing rugby union for more than 10 years now. Wow. And, uh, yes. <laughs> and, uh, Rugby Union existed in India in a very small capacity, uh, smaller group, and uh, there was no rugby league. So, you know, there was an opportunity. Now, sir, can you just tell us where you're, you're answering the phone at the moment? Which part of India are you in? So, I am presently based in the eastern part of India, a city called Kolkata. It's in the West Bengal state. And... Uh, it is one of the biggest uh, city in the eastern part of India. And can I also say, although you've only liked rugby league for a small period of time, you are currently doing this interview and cutting into your own personal time. Even though a friend of yours has just had a baby, 
you've left you've left that baby party to come and talk about rugby league with us. So although you've only been liking rugby league for a small time, you're putting in a huge amount of love and effort into it. So so I'll say thank you, and on behalf of all of our listeners, thank you for taking the time out of your amazing personal life to come and talk yeah. about Indian rugby league. You're welcome, Vicky. <laughs> it's a pleasure for me. Now, um, tell me, so your your boss Paul, he he's from Northern England. He likes rugby league, but how does that then? How does that translate into you starting to watch NRL? Because my boss probably likes ice hockey, but that doesn't mean I become an ice hockey fan. So, how does your boss Paul liking rugby league turn into you watching NRL? Oh uh, well, I I was quite interested. Uh, you know, again, rugby is a sport which I've been very passionate about, yeah. and I've been involved with a charity which. Uh, do a lot of uh, their work, which has rugby uh, across it. So I have been involved with the sport for again, you know, I can say good eight years. Uh, to, you know, like full time involved. Mm-hmm. I've been working with this charity uh, in Kolkata, um, and we have been doing few projects across different states uh, in the country. And uh, rugby being a very, you know, it, it's it's my passion sport, came across uh, rugby league, which, you know, I think personally is an easier sport than union, yep. which has lesser uh, rules associated. Because in India, you know, when you tell, you you know, go out and you tell people that you play rugby, then they mis- misunderstand the sport. They usually don't know what rugby is. Right. They think it's 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 American football, right. and uh, and I've and I have friends who have come and watched the game, but it's you know it again gets difficult for them to understand because of, of all the imaginary rules associated with it, <laughs> the scrums, the ruck, uh, the lineouts. You know, it it is something which takes a lot of time for yeah. a person who has not played the sport understand and uh, even if I you know I if I can recollect I have few friends who have played the sport don't understand the rules wow yet. so <laughs> so that's rugby union here yes and I'm sure you know that's the fundamental issues across you know global rugby union yes. scenario you know people find it difficult to understand it's totally simple yeah simpler yeah yeah so do you watch, which NRL team do you follow? Sydney Rabbitohs. Really? You're a Rabbitohs fan? The team which I follow. Wow. So I, I like the entire NRL, NRL team actually because, uh, you know, they're so good. Almost every team is uh, equally well uh, when they play. I can, you know, I just love, love seeing every, every, every game. Oh, Harry. Mostly, so in India we cannot see uh, live games. Ah, how do you watch it and the NRL if it's not live? Well, so we we usually see the highlights uh, mm. on social media mostly, and uh, we don't have access to any uh, you know online streaming networks where we can watch uh, the NRL live here. Right, but. Uh, 
Yes, I've been following them mostly on social media and, uh, you know, reading more articles about them. Now, speaking of social media, there's a great new social media account on the Instagram called Rugby League India. Yeah. Um, that's been fantastic to follow. What What are you doing at the moment within Indian Rugby League? What's your role there? So I am currently uh, managing the sport in the country. So I have been asked to uh, be the general manager. Wow. Uh, and uh, set up uh, the... Ja- <laughs> Yes, well, it does not come with big checks. Uh, <laughs> it is more of a voluntary work. Right. And uh, I have been asked to set up uh, the Jackals Rugby League Academy uh, mm. across few states where I know, you know, rugby enthusiasts who are willing to, you know, take up rugby league as well. So tell me about the Jackal Academy. What is that? So, uh, it's very simple. It's just about getting young people to play the sport. It's uh, basically about understanding the rules of rugby league, Mm -hmm. uh, training some match officials as well. So, everything with Jackals Rugby League Academy is about understanding the game and, uh, you know, uh, getting more, more, more people to play live the standard of, standard of uh, rugby league with what we have right now. So, just very simple, you know, straight on, play the sport, understand the sport. And and how are you getting that message out? How do you find people to come and be part of the academy? At the moment, so we have set this up in Kolkata where I live and where we have a small community of people who, young people who play this, who play rugby. and. Uh, it's more of, you know, it's very, it it's, does not cost anyone uh, any money to come and train in this academy. It's uh, it's more about giving these young people the opportunity. So I, we have a good network of uh, uh, youngsters who have not much things to do mm. uh, with, with sports. And uh, with Rugby League, we want to give give them the opportunity to uh, play uh, organized sport and uh, also uh, take part in different competitions and, uh, you know, uh, grow up with the game. And so you mentioned before that you... So very, very from, you know, we want young people. That, that sounds great. You mentioned before that you were, you were aiming at some kind of states that already kind of have rugby union in them. Are they the four... Uh, foundation states that the associations aiming at um, that it's said on Instagram. Yes, uh, we don't have uh, any states which right now have their own personal Instagram page or social media page. Mm. What we want to do at the moment is get the Jackals Rugby League Academy set up, start the you know start training the young people with the sport and uh, then move to the next step which is uh, you know setting up the state federation uh, getting more people involved who who would come and support the game so that's the uh, idea around uh, the sport so our core uh, I would say core uh, motivation at the moment is to set up the academy across a few other states in the country. 
So the so the I've seen something that talks about the West Bengals, the Karnataka, the Jammu and Kashmir. What are those? What are those associations? So the West Bengal, Karnataka, these are the states, and we have. So when we set up the National Federation of Rugby League in India, yep. so we had uh, uh, people from Karnataka, West Bengal, Jammu and Kashmir, and Maharashtra to come on board. So it's a very, uh, uh, you know, a board which has people from different states. And uh, these are the people who will go ahead and set up uh, a state body in their in their city or states, wherever they come from. So, you know, these states, uh, these people will uh, will go ahead and develop the state federation and they would be setting up the Rugby League Academy across those states. And so each one of those would have their own kind of Jackal Academy in it, do you think? Yes, yes. They will have their own uh, Jackal Academies. Uh, we will provide coaches. Uh, we have a group of set coaches who will go and do some outreach camps, uh, train the coaches, uh, train some match officials. Again, we'll do it uh, very often. So every quarter we'll send a group of coach who will go there, train young people, probably run a tournament, and then give them the responsibility of uh, training the, another lot for, you know, running the academy in their particular areas. And you're going to try and do it in tandem with Rugby Union? Like, are you trying to do it hand-in-hand hand with Rugby Union associations, or are you trying to be very separate to Rugby Union? Well, uh, you know, uh, to be very honest, our idea is not to convert any Rugby Union players mm. into Rugby League. We are, uh, we have new set of players. We have absolutely uh, young youngsters who have uh, you know have never come across rugby so we our idea is to uh, you know not clash anything with the rugby union here but uh, working on a parallel note uh, setting up our own rugby league season that uh, you know the, again jackals rugby league uh, jackals academy has a focus of uh, bringing new players in Instead of converting the existing yeah. union players, which we don't want to. Big Tiger, question for you. Okay. If you were to start a, you know, maybe like the Mumbai Tigers in the Indian Rugby League, where would you go for your logo, jersey design and... uh Apparel production. Well, after I got myself up off the floor because I'd be so excited that I finally get to create a team, <laughs> um, I would I would get around Matt Haynes because we know that bloke is all about the jersey life. He does more than jerseys, actually. He does your, your emblems. He does anything you need. And I'm sure fans of the show have seen how great our graphics have been ever since we've got on board the Haynes train. And so the Haynes train. The Haynes train. And so um, <laughs> definitely... He, the guy's got a fantastic eye, knows exactly what he needs to do and how to do it, and you get it at a great price because you're a kangaroo chaser. As long as you tell him that you are chasing kangaroos with carbs and big tea, then he'll give you a discounto. That's right. MattHainsport.com. Check him out. If you need your jerseys produced, doesn't matter what sport, doesn't matter who you are, where you are, 
Check him out, matthainesport.com. Mention you're a kangaroo chaser. You get 10% off. Uh, so, yeah, back to the show. You're listening to Chasing Kangaroos, the podcast for international rugby league fans. What do you really want to hope happens between um, now and the end of this 2021? So, uh, for 2021, uh, our main agenda would be getting as much as people involved in the sport. Uh, throw the ball around uh, the country, get more people playing rugby league, get more uh, people understand the sport, you know, know about the, the sport. You know, working in the grassroots, basically is our main goal as well. Do you think, Harry, that because India has such a close sporting rivalry with England and has such a close sporting rivalry with Australia, that rugby league could really develop quite well in India versus England or versus Australia and trying to find those rivalries like we have in cricket in rugby league? Well, uh, that's a a very good question. I think... uh, these uh, rivalries can certainly help rugby to, you know, get uh, more people to be in, you know, uh, knowing each other and be involved. At the same time, you know, for a, for us, you know, getting there into a rival rivalry uh, uh, level, it will it will going to take it's going to take us, uh, you know, for a few decades. I I believe mm. we're good. 10 years, 20 years at least. But yes, uh, I think with Rugby League, it can definitely happen. Uh, it's a sport which has, uh, you know, strength, agility and, you know, speed uh, associated with, with it. And I think India can, uh, you know, get the sport if we can, you know, reach out to the, the wider crowd and... Uh, you know, get more people involved in the sport, then I'm sure in the coming years it can definitely kick, kick off and uh, we'll certainly have very good, uh, you know, players coming out of, of the sport. Do you think having an Indian player playing in the NRL or in Super League would really help your um, your efforts there? Well, that's one of our, uh, that's one of my personal goals as well to, uh, <laughs> you know, get some players to come to Australia uh, and, uh, you know, at least get into the NRL academies and, uh, you know, if if they can in, in, in the next five years, if we can furnish some players to the NRL, then it can be definitely a great success, you know. For, for me, I'm thinking in the next five years, I certainly have a couple of players in the NRL Academy and, uh, you know, obviously looking to play in one of the NRL teams. Love it. So in one year, we're hoping that those four states or associations have Jackal Academies. And in five years, we're hoping that we're seeing some of those players in Australia or England in, in the academies and trying to work their way through the pathways. Yes. By end of 2021, we'll have five uh, Jackals Academy set in the country and which will be fully functional and uh, our idea or our main goal is also to have a tournament every quarter across 
these uh, uh, academies so that uh, the players understand the game more and more and they have the opportunity to look forward to something you know so that we keep playing games friendly games among each other that will create a uh, motivation that will have something for them to look forward to as well yeah so that's uh, the you know again the goal of uh, jackals academy and so I think one team will have a Rabbitohs mascot because um, you're working so hard and love the Rabbitohs. <laughs> will one team end up having a Tiger by any chance? Well, uh, let's see. I've been very happy to have uh, an RL team associated with the academy. And um, in fact, we have been closely, we have been working with uh, the NRL uh, uh, guys as well. Like Taz, who was very much involved. He had 10 uh three coaches a uh, few years ago in 2018 who came to india uh, came to bank kolkata uh, and and bangalore we had a small we played a game of rugby league here and uh, they went back and reported uh, quite you know had a very positive message to share to the nrl team there oh that's great that's great yeah, we are in touch with uh, the development uh, side of NRL and uh, they are helping us out as well. So that's a great, you know, uh, it's a good thing for us. You know, it's a very good help. And in fact, even uh, there's an Indian uh, rugby league uh, side in Australia based out of Australia called the Jungle Catch. Uh, yes. Uh, we, we recently got in touch with Jesse who is the director of the Jungle Cats and uh, they are very happy and keen to help us out, you know, in terms of, you know, coaching and officiating. So we'll lay a small plan uh, with the Jungle Cats as well and see how we both can work together. That's, you know, it's a good thing right. that the Indian Australian community is coming towards helping out the Rugby League India. And so another another connection between Australia Rugby League and the Indian Rugby League community is Barry O'Farrell. Um, I saw that he yes. recently was trying to do some promotional work or, or was at a carnival or something like that. Have you had much contact with him other than that one carnival day? Is he, has he tried um, to, to support in any way? Well, uh, I think Barry's visit, Barry is a very enthusiastic uh, league fan, I suppose, and... Uh, he, as soon as we had sent the email to their office, he he instantly replied saying that he would love to be part of this, uh, you know, the launch of the first rugby league tournament in India. And he came, visited, he was very interactive with the players. <laughs> he sort of, uh, went around, met almost every player, I believe. And, uh, you know, he was there for a good, good one and a half hours, uh, look, watching the final, uh, giving away prizes, meeting players, and talking about rugby league. And uh, we were very, I mean, it was a good boost for each one of us uh, mm. there. We also have a, a, a Bangalore launch of the tournament. So on 30th of Jan, uh, next weekend, we will have another tournament in Bangalore with four teams. We have the winning team from Calcutta traveling to Bangalore to play the, this tournament. 
and uh, we wrote to the australian cons- consulate again asking about if if somebody from that side from that part of the country can you know be part of the game and uh, we have got a very positive response that one of the consul general uh, who's based out of south india he would love to come to this and i have to send him more details about the tournament and uh, timing so that you know he can plan his visit so that's again a very positive appro- you know response from the australian uh, foreign office in india It's fantastic that you'd even think to ask them. That was really clever, and I'm really glad you did that. And I'm really glad that they've responded in a way that well, we would hope them to. And I would also really like to help. And I know a lot of people listening uh, are excited now to hear how much is happening in India and and how much um, will happen in the future. So, what can people do um, in Australia and and in America and in England? Because we ha- we have a lot of people from those places, but then all over the world as well. What what can we be doing to help India um, continue its fantastic journey? Well, I think uh, initially we need a lot of uh, support in terms of coaching and officiating. So, if you have any volunteers who would love to come here for a couple of months or a few weeks, spend some time across India and do some coaching in officiating work, then we will be happy to host uh, such such athletes or individuals and. Uh, even if you know at this point of time it's it's difficult to travel anywhere uh, even if we can get some online you know uh, stuff which we can get more uh, players involved you know get get more people to be part of that and understand the game more deeply that will be very exciting and uh, yeah i mean we are always looking for uh, you know any sort of help that can come towards uh, the sport Yeah, so you know, like giving away kit. Uh, we we are happy to give a second life to uh, you know used kits because you know different players, so you know they can use it as a training gear. So can be you know multiple areas where uh, support can be can happen. I love saying second life. That was a really great way of saying it. giving some second life to to equipment or resources. That's a great way to look at it. And and imagine you're playing with some kit here in, in Australia, or you're playing with it in somewhere in London or, or Northern England, and then all of a sudden your jersey gets to travel to India and then gets a second life in the subcontinent. That's a really romantic way of thinking about your clothes or your footballs yeah, or whatever exactly. to move around. That's great. I love it. Now, um, people can also find. India Rugby League on Instagram. Is, is there any other way that they can follow you or um, get in touch with you or, or Rugby League India outside of Instagram? Well, we have a Facebook page as well. We are going to set up a Twitter account very soon. Uh, we'll have a small strategy across it, and uh, we have a website rugbyleague.in. So people can mail email to us just. Uh, The, the email address is mail at rugbyleague dot in. So if you if anybody wants to get in touch with us, please write. They can do a quick email. They can shoot a quick message over Instagram or Facebook, and we, we are happy to connect. That's fantastic, Harry. And please also keep DMing um, chasing kangaroos on myself uh, information so that we can keep putting it on the podcast and and our social media so people can stay across it because this just looks like such. 
like it is really at the very beginning and it looks like such a fantastic journey and and we all really want it to succeed so um keep telling us all the bits and other ways that we can help and we will certainly try and do that um over the next year and then in the next five years when we see um harry singh or or the the kid who's the kid who was just born recently in five years they'll they'll be playing in, in a jackal academy and then coming later to Australia to play in the NRL or in the India Super League or whatever's happening there soon. Super exciting. Thank you so much, Big T. And uh, yes, we will definitely follow Chasing Kangaroos very closely and we'll be in touch for a long time now. And, uh, you know, I'll be I'll be obviously asking for some help and some sort of, uh, you know, stuff. If, if, you know, if it's okay, we can start having conversations and see how things can happen here as well. So, you know, thank you so much for uh, giving me this opportunity to, you know, do this podcast. It's really exciting and uh, it's a great thing for Rugby League India, I suppose. And we have a very positive approach towards the sport. We want to work very on the grassroots, get more people involved, get more players to play the sport. And, uh, you know, that's our, our goal in the coming years. Fantastic, Harry. I can hear. I can. The fact that you are the general manager of India Rugby League and you've you've done that just from a few years of watching South and the rest of the NRL, we can hear that you are very motivated and have a really positive attitude. So, thank you just as much um, for all the work you're doing for Rugby League over there. Now, that's all the questions and comments I have, Surf. There's anything else you wanted to add before we finish? Um, let me know. Well, nothing at the moment. Thank you so much. Right. Well, best of luck also to you and your friend on that new bub. Um, I hope that goes well as well. And um, we'll talk to you again soon. Hopefully we hear some more great news from you. And, and it, when people tell us that they can help, we'll also send that through to you. Sure. Thank you. We have just wanted to say one thing. We have a tournament on 30th of Jan. So please, uh, you know, look for updates. Uh, you can see the Rugby League India Instagram and Facebook page. And we'll have a short video coming after the tournament. And, uh, you know, just like it and share it across your networks. Yes, Thank Harry, you so because much. we're watching. You're watching highlights on uh, of the NRL, but I'd love to watch highlights of the tournament of the Indian Rugby League tournament. So please put those on social media. Sure. Right. Yeah. Thanks, mate. Thank you so much. Chasing Kangaroos is brought to you by Matt Haynes Sport. We are mixed and produced by Paul Murchison. Our theme music was written and recorded by Ash Barco and Ricky Cancino. The podcast is hosted by me, Michael Carboni, and The Biggest Tiger. Views are our own. Chasing Kangaroos.